and welcome to the Health and Wellness Made Easy podcast, where we're focused on helping you love the life you already have through human design. I'm your host, Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching, and I am so glad you're here. If you're feeling unsatisfied with your life, you're putting up with what does not serve you, or you're burning up all your precious energy trying to be something or someone you're not, welcome, my friend. You're in the right place. We're here to bring you a sacred space for stepping into your authentic self, the one you were designed to be. Through using transformational coaching and human design tools, I can help you fully embrace who you are at your core so that you can love the life that you already have. I have an incredible guest today, Alana Heim, and she's the owner and soul essence of Prosperity Alignment Inc. And she serves in a unique role of being a cosmic prosperity activator, guiding you to navigate the energetic currents beneath your work, life, and money so you can naturally flow in the river of infinite prosperity. Alana is a certified public accountant, a personal financial specialist, a certified financial planner, and she pairs this conventional experience with the out-of-the-box thinking, human design expertise, quantum alignment system, training, neo-shamanic remote energy healing, sound channeling, and intuitive wisdom. Whoa, what a bundle of incredible healing energy. Alana is a three-time best-selling contributing author to Abundance by Design, Discover Your Unique, Your Unique Code for Health, Wealth, and Happiness with Human Design. What's money got to do with it? I want to know. And Stop Overworking and Start Overflowing, 25 Ways to Transform Your Life Using Human Design. Alana's passion is to guide you to unleash your aligned prosperity powers so you can sustainably thrive personally, professionally, and financially, especially as our world continues to shift into the unknown. What a brilliant guest we have today. Please welcome Alana. It's so nice to have you with us today. I'm ecstatic to be here. I'm so excited to have a conversation with you. <laughs> Me too. I love, I'm ecstatic. I love the energy. I'm so excited to be here. Would you mind uh, giving us a little background on who you are, where you're from, what lights you up in life? Yeah, so I am here in Reno, Nevada in the United States, and I get lit up by sharing my brilliance in ways that people are ready to receive. Mm. So that's definitely been a journey to get to this place because one of the things I learned very young was to hide my brilliance as many of us do, not necessarily sharing uh, the jewels that I may have that people need when they need it. And I had always this love and connection with numbers, which kind of led me down the rabbit hole to play with them in business, finances, become a CPA, right? All the systematic ways of the world. And now I get to really bring them to the energy side and help people more with that spiritual financial component to know their own way of being who they are and how to achieve that prosperity, whatever it looks like in their life. I absolutely love the way that you said that, that I get to share my brilliance. And to some people that might sound really kind of like an odd statement, but for a projector, it's absolutely spot on. Perfect. Exactly. And part of your design, right? You want to speak yes. to that a little bit? Yes. about being a projector because it's a different energy type than I am and that the world is used to interacting with. Can you enlighten us on the projector aspect of, because you are brilliant. And when we ask you 
you can basically save the world. So I want to hear more about that. Would you mind going into that for us? Yes. Thank and you. That, that feels a little intimidating, right? To go, we can save the world. No, and, I get and it. O- only because there's so much that we see outside of ourselves. We see you, we see others, we see the energy actually within you and the potential that's there. And it's the part that I always get so excited because I meet people and I fall in love with you. It's like, my heart is wide open. I just want to embrace you and let you be who you are. And usually we're stuck not knowing who that might be. And, and then when it sounds like, oh, I, I, I can help you. And if you're not ready, you may shut me down and shut down my brilliance, not ready to receive it. So the, the key for me as this projector is to allow, allow the timing to be right for me to recognize and be recognized that we are in this sacred space together, that you want what I have, and then I can freely give it. And then just magnificence comes forth. Now, the hard part is when I see your potential and just want to help you, And you think, wow, this lady is overbearing. She's telling me what to do. She's, you know, giving me all this advice I didn't ask for. And that can shut projectors down. And it's something I've had to learn and recognize, okay, maybe this isn't the right person. They're not ready for it. And to just hold it in and wait, right? Let it like light up and amplify in a way that when the right person really is ready for it, there's gold for both of us, right? For all of us. And we can create together in that space. Incredible. And I have to say, I am seeing one of the shining examples of a projector who's being authentically themselves. And really it's absolutely stunning. And it's brilliant to see somebody step into their personal power the way that you are right now. And it's truly amazing. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What a gift that we have to have, have you on the show today. I'd really like to hear more about your story. Can you tell us how you first kind of came to uh, be introduced to human design and what that journey was like for you? So my conditioned self, my old self that uh, sat at a desk as a CPA, grueling tax seasons would work really hard, right. And get things done faster than I should have. I didn't know exactly that as this projector, I have so much energy that I can amplify and ultimately pick up from the world around me. So I was getting to a place where something needed to shift. I wasn't quite sure what that was, but of course the message found me and that was human design. So I started listening Um, I'm a one, three projector. So one, three, I have to investigate. I have to experiment. So there, there became a part of myself that I lost um, in researching and learning new things. So I started listening to whatever I could while I sat at my desk and would work and input tax returns and, you know, do all the accounting kind of stuff. I had this capacity to have it on, to want to learn more. And that's how I would say human design found me and learned the projector quality. And ultimately just, it it resonated. There was just this deep knowing, this is who I am. Oh, kind of like liberation too. this, the sigh of relief. Like I'm not supposed to actually be sitting here doing this work. Mm -hmm. And for all of my experience, I'm, I'm a guide, you know, I'm this mentor, I'm an advisor. 
And that's really the gifts that I should be bringing forth in this financial capacity, but not sitting at the desk doing the work, right? Doing all of the input and all of this stuff that that's more of a generator type um, work load. And so, so it was very liberating to find this and realize, oh, and then something had to change. So it, it kind of took a couple of years before I realized I actually need to go work for myself and become more the guide, strictly the guide, no doing. I love that. That's just perfect. So when you discovered that you were a projector, which is because the world is sort of geared towards do it faster, do more, generate, you know, just do it. Um, when you discovered that you were a projector, did that just, what was that experience like? It's still a deconditioning process eight years later, <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> because what's fascinating is knowing I'm not here to work. I'm not here to do in this typical sense. Sure. I can crush eight hours in like four hours. Let's say I don't need to anymore. And I'm actually here to be. And what does that look like? That's been the, the dance. That's the hard part because the whole world shows you what you should do. And they tell you what you should do. And when you get to actually explore, right. And me be this one, three, very much on my own personal journey of exploration. What do I want this to look like? How can I be of service? And so I let go of all of the tax work, tax prep, accounting, state stuff. Like I did all, I've kind of done it all, um, which more and more, more helps me with clients and just knowing so much about different industries and different mm. aspects of finance, but to just really be that guide, right? I have the wisdom. I know so much more than I really know that I know. And the moment you ask a question, it's just going to come forth. There's just so much information. And now that I've opened myself to explore the energetics more deeply. So not just using the tool of human design in my work, but pairing that with actually being more of a, an energy healer and, and sound channeling coming through, like all these things that I would have never known possible sitting at a desk as a CPA. That allows me to really be with the energies of my clients and wherever they're stagnant or stuck that I already have the insight. I just know what needs to shift and, and, and maybe what they need to hear to plant the seed for change. And then the energies, if there's still stuff that they're stuck in, helping them receive what they need so they can do their own healing and, and ultimately make the change. Amazing. Amazing. I love that. And as a projector, um, how do you put yourself out in the world? So your, your strategy, of course, is to respond to invitations, right? Is that right? How do you put yourself out in the world to be available for that versus going and getting it the way that a lot of the rest of the world does things. Yeah. So more and more still evolving. I've been in this position with my business prosperity alignment for six years. And what's been fascinating is, you know, there's always this, this notion of you just need to be invited for the big things. Now I'm also an undefined throat. So I've always felt that that was not quite true almost like I need a double invitation, right? Just because you invited me in to, let's say, be in a group doesn't mean I can just speak at will, 
I, I, you know, that there's another level of still needing further recognition for the brilliance to come through with the, the right timing for it to be received. So I follow that recognition and that those invitations. I'm part of a business networking BNI group that meets weekly, you know, in person. And that has been such a phenomenal way to connect with people. But even before that, um, I'm a left environment. So left brain kind of environment in my chart as well, which means I'm here to be observed. And what I've recognized is I'm always kind of ahead of the curve, let's say more futuristic than where people might be. And I've just always recorded videos, put things out there, put information, just wanting to be of service. And it's fascinating how many people will find me years later. So for whatever my head might've thought of, go out there and go get clients. I really had to embrace the, the, real, the reality. I plant seeds for when the time is right for people to find me and to just be in that infinite flow of prosperity, knowing if I'm too overwhelmed, if I'm too busy, if I, if I don't have capacity, right. It's like source kind of slows down Mm -hmm. a little bit for me so that I can relax and I have what I need. But when I'm ready to amp up, ramp up, uh, take on more clients, it's like, you know, then I get the bookings or they find me in some way. So I, I really embrace that. I'm not seeking. I'm allowing myself to be sought and mm -hmm. seen and found. That's brilliant. And, and the planting of the seeds. I love that because um, it can be like seriously years later that somebody else gets in touch with you. And when I first started my podcast, I thought I'm going to have a million downloads in the first month and I'm going to post like 8,000 episodes, oh, you know, and I'm going off on all my man, gen mania, you know, I'm, yes. you know, I'm going to get it all done and do it all now. And I, and I looked and I'm like, oh man, I only have 500 downloads on that episode. What's going on? You know, how come people aren't, you know, why isn't my reach bigger? And seriously, like it's like a year later, I've got people that, that heard my first podcast episode and, you know, I've been thinking about it, getting in touch with you and I've looked at your website and I'm ready to hire you. And I was like, what? And so it's like, I love it. We plant the seeds. We become available when we're from a place of service and then people find us. And then we can, I'm a, you know, my, my deal is that I respond. Right. And, um, I'm like, well, how can I market myself, but respond? And it's like, just being of service, being available, and being available to be seen, I think is, is how that works. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah. And yeah. it's the timing. Oh, you timing. have to be open to the timing. Like that's one yeah. of the key core components of manifestation and prosperity flow is that when we are stuck in how things have to be in a certain <laughs> yes. timing, yes. then we're already basically saying to the universe, like, I don't need you. Like I've got this, this is how it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm expecting. Yeah. And then the true flow, which could be so much more easy, graceful, just, you know, come and go as you're ready, as you really need it that's the key. It's allowing this timing. And I know with your energy type, it's like things don't happen fast enough and you wanted it done yesterday. Right. Yes. And all yeah. the, all the downloads that's supposed sure. to happen. And even for my conditioned self thinking and being raised, um, by manifesting generators, my mom is one, my stepdad is one, my stepmom, um, is one just this energy where I really can relate to that and feel like I need to be doing more and I don't, I can allow it to come when it actually is correct for me. 
I love that. That's a, an excellent point about the timing. Cause you know, I want it yesterday and it's gotta be black and have four wheels and have BMW on the hood. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> that's what my prosperity is going to look like. And if, if all of my energy is, is focused on, on that, that's the thing, that's the way I'm going to know that I'm successful when, you know, and my, my energy is all focused on that one area, then I'm not open to receiving what the universe actually has in store for me in divine timing. That is way better than that thing that I I'm focused on for sure. Yeah, I think there's a certain amount of um, surrender to that timing yes. for people like myself that I want it all done right now. Yeah. Just kind of let go and letting letting that unfold in in flow for sure. Yeah, that trust piece, and and I know that trust piece so deeply. It's like all over my chart. It's kind <laughs> of like woven in my astrology, numerology, right? Like you start to see these different themes and patterns across different tools, and you you start to realize. Oh, okay. Like I really have to trust as a projector, trust I'm seen, trust that the timing will be right. The people will see me. I can help. I can be of service, right? Those are the things I work on, but all of us really are in some capacity. Yeah. Trust, faith, you know, trusting in the process, the faith that it will show up. I believe. Yeah, for sure. And those don't come easily to a lot of us who are used to like making stuff happen. Yeah. Yeah. It, to me, it's that dance between the masculine and the feminine, the left brain and the right brain. And what I know where we're headed, what we're already seeing in the world, the evolution is that we're here to marry the two, right? There's neither right or wrong or one is better, but the world has been so dominated by that masculine forceful energy of just initiate, initiate, initiate. And with all of the types, our strategy is to wait in some capacity. Yes. And so even manifestors have to wait for their own inner readiness, if you will, before mm-hmm. they can initiate. Yeah. That inner signal that, you know, oh, this thing lit me up and then you kind of sit with it and then you, then you can start initiating something. But yeah, we're not meant to come right from the brain and meant to work that way for sure. We all have our own personal strategy and authority that, that guides what we do and when we do it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as human design goes, there are many, 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 many components (laughs) in pieces to human design. And I find that um, some days I'm focused on one aspect of human design and some on another. Is there one that's currently on your radar today? So my authority is emotional Mm -hmm. and it is always evolving. And I've had many, many different layers, let's say, and experiences to try on and to play with my three kids are all emotional. So I have a almost 13 year old, some, um, generator twins that are eight, So the three kids and I are all emotional. My husband is not, he is emotionally undefined and can feel all Mm -hmm. now. I've always really seen being in my field, loving my chart for the the energies that I have being emotional. I don't feel my client's emotions. I'm not empathically going to really take that on or get lost in it. I can see it or sense it. And when it comes forth, it's just, it's there. Now with my kids, sometimes it's like they full on are emotional. The twins have high, low emotional waves. Taylor has more of the collective. I have tribal. We have it all. Mm. And 
together we have, I think five of the seven emotional waves, Mm. right? So it can be very intense, just kind of playing with it, allowing it, asking the right questions, letting them cry, letting us feel it. And then even for myself, I mean, I was just having this experience with my husband where in the moment, as we're talking, I'm like getting upset. And then he's like, I don't know why you're so upset. And I had to pause and say, no, I'm in my wave right now. I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know how to articulate because I don't know why I'm upset. And this is why emotional people, we need more time for the clarity to come. And as I was talking it out, which is also helpful for being projectors, it was like, I was hearing, okay, wait. So I know it sounds like it's this piece, but I'm really upset because we didn't plan. And now this piece is here. And then that kind of ties into this other thing and this other thing, and we're not doing anything. Like it just, right. It just became this big burst of some realization, but still not really being able to pinpoint and, and, and him feeling it and then wanting to take it on. And however, I was like blubbering, he was taking it personal. And I'm like, it's not about you. And he's like, well, it sounds like, and I'm like, no, I'm processing. Just let me like, I don't know, be the waterfall flowing. Mm. And then at some point the clarity comes because then I really can see, oh, it's this piece. And this then kind of led to all these other pieces. Cause I never processed, I never really got to the root of it yet. And so that's why it kept building to almost this like bigger volcanic proportion that none of us really want to get to, but sometimes we almost let it get there because we don't know how to process the emotions throughout the process. That's incredible. Do you have some advice around processing, um, as an emotional authority, because I don't have emotional, I'm a sacral authority, right? And so I can feel all your emotions and amplify them. So like, if you were a little irritated with me, I'd think you were like totally pissed off. That's how the amplification Mm -hmm. works. As an emotional on the other side, I would love to be able to understand that more. So when you have this wave going, I have all these emotions and I'm not sure what they're to. What kind of tools do you have to just kind of cope, cope with that wave? And how do you know when you're at the end of it? So this is where it really is this, process for each of us to explore and the waves are different. So I mentioned my daughter has more of a collective wave. Mm -hmm. So she really can be pretty happy and then just go off the roller coaster and plummet. And now she's disappointed because something wasn't enough or she didn't get to do this enough or she, I don't know, there's just these components of disappointment. And then she can kind of rise back up and be okay. My twins have highs and lows. So they really are that wave of like, we're so happy. And then we're so angry <laughs> and it, it can rise and fall multiple times within the day. Yeah. Right. It's, it's something that for all of us to take notice of track, if you can, what happens within your wave, what kind of causes it. So the high lows are very individual right? There's going to be an individuality component to it of they're not getting to be who they are, express who they are. They're trying to fit into a box. Like some of those kinds of aspects will trigger the response. Now, my tribal wave is more about the external world triggering me, right? It's going to come through an experience or a person and typically friends, family, colleagues, clients, all of the people who are really close in my life, If anything happens, 
it'll unravel me to the point of, even though my wave is pretty steady, but in that chaotic feeling of like, oh my gosh, I think Laura's mad at me. And like, she's not talking to me. And now I am up and I'm down and I'm all over where I can't sleep. I can't eat. I can't work. I can't kind of function. And I didn't know the, the extent of this until I had a friend that passed and my cat died in 2019. So that death process really opened up where emotional beings, we know how to stuff it down and we think we're really good at it, but you can still feel it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so this process was, there's no wall anymore. There's no dam. It's like free for all you're crying. You can't stop it. So when we're in these moments of whether you're in the up or the down, you're looking for clarity, especially because this is how we make decisions. We need to have a yes at the bottom of the wave and at the top. We need to know what we're processing too. If there's something going on, if I am upset, I'm not really upset usually at what just happened. I'm potentially upset because this feels like another situation I never resolved somewhere in my life, Mm. or there's a deeper rooted, I'm not being heard. And now I'm upset because I'm having to yell or get louder and they're not hearing me, right? I'm not feeling heard. So we're going deeper into these energetics. I would highly recommend for anyone to give themselves the space to be in this safe space that they can create so they can just allow themselves to feel and have awareness of what they're feeling. You don't have to judge it. You don't even have to know exactly what you're feeling, but to pause, step away, right? If you're starting to feel this emotional reaction coming up when you're surrounded in some group, step away. Because the biggest thing that I can say is, When you have a defined center, any center, and specifically we're talking the emotional piece right now, what you feel is emanating out into the space around you and everyone else is going to be impacted by it. And if you do not know how to maintain some sort of calm or way to not just be in that projection field of spewing it negatively, harmfully, whatever it might be. This is how we take our power back by recognizing what we're creating outside of ourselves, And, and for you being undefined emotionally, you don't even know that it's not you, right? The people. Oh, yeah. Who, yeah. Who a lot of the time I don't, I'm like, what the hell was that? <laughs> and, and then you're walking around still stewing and, and mad because yeah. it's like that energy is stuck to you until you know through human design like oh, okay i'm more of an empath oh i i feel others and and your tool might be to now just be like aware of it and to ask is this mine yeah. nope okay moving yeah. on right i have and, a great tool not mine yes not and mine it okay. just dissipates right the energy can go yeah. but yeah. when it's us and we are the stewing machine moving yeah. through the world yeah. we need to find our center we need to find our ability to process in a safe way that is not going to impact the rest of the world and make them angry the way we're feeling right and we shouldn't yeah. want that but some people kind of get used to that maybe that's part of how they were raised yeah. they're wanting to hurt you because they're hurting right and right. that's just that's just the thing that more with these tools through human design, you have this awareness. Now you can shift it. You can at least give yourself the space. You can ask yourself the questions you can process and and recognize, oh, 
was it this, was it this thing they said, or was it how I'm feeling? Because I really didn't feel heard. And now you have the clarity, you realize it, you suddenly feel lighter. And now the next part is to either have the closure and acknowledge it and say something to someone. And I will tell you, that's still the part that's not always easy because if you're sacral, you've moved on, Mm -hmm. right? You're in the moment like, yep, she was pissed, whatever, moving on. (laughs) I come back and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I bring it up and you're going to be like, oh, why are you talking about this? Like, stop. But, but there's a part of me that needs to allow you to know because there's this acknowledgement and maybe I really do need to ask you, okay, when you said this, this hurt and, you know, have the conversation. And I feel like so many times we don't do that because yeah. we're both afraid of what might happen mm-hmm. when emotions get involved. Well, yes, it leaves us feeling vulnerable and it is, a, you know, you have to trust that I'm not going to smack you down when you come to me in love and service and compassion and say, look, when you did this, here's, here's how I felt. And um, it can be, you know, a scary thing to do. It can be taking a risk at being vulnerable when we communicate this way, for sure. And I just have to say that the emotional process, I would think if I had like these huge emotional waves that it could be potentially difficult to navigate. Sometimes, especially depending on if mom and dad were like, suck it up, don't cry. Suck it it up, buttercup. Oh, yeah. Then there's that part of you that you just don't even want to explore because you're afraid of who knows you're afraid of the unknown. You're afraid of all of these parts that you've never explored. And it takes courage to really allow yourself to go inward, to feel you. This is, this is you. And I will tell you, I love my emotions more and more because they are gold mines of information of truth on why this didn't make sense or why I just was hesitant, but I couldn't put a finger on it. And I didn't need to, I didn't need to justify like, sorry, Laura, um, it's a no. Well, why, you know, you know what I mean? Like none of us have to say why, but emotionally, sometimes we feel pressured to say yes. And we do. And then the emotions get louder afterward to say, what did you do? You were supposed to say no. And we, but then we didn't know why until we had more time to really sit with it and just figure out, does this align with me? Is it integrity with me? Does, is this what I stand for? Like there's, there's so many deeper components as we're evolving in humanity, Mm. that it's just not simple anymore to be like, well, everyone else is doing it. Yep. (laughs) It's a yes. (laughs) Like there's a part of you that will say, I, I, I can't like, this just doesn't feel true for me. I love that. And, and wow, what a wealth of information that we get from all, from the whole spectrum of emotions. I am sort of curious as you're in this process, you're having a conversation like this practical example part, when you're having a conversation with your husband and, and you've, you've got all of this, this big ball of emotion, this big energy is just rumbling around, rumbling around, rumbling around, like the tools for that, like the practical sort of how to, my logic brain is going, I get that you need to step away, but really in the moment, it can be difficult to do. Do you have like, you know, follow some steps or time out or like, how do you handle that? If those emotions are really growing and stewing, we don't want them to explode all over someone. What do you have some coping tools, so to speak, in, in that kind of an instance? Yeah. So any, anytime when you can ask for the timeout or just recognize in that moment, Ooh, I need, I need a break. Like I need some time to think about it. 
I say that. And it's really interesting because to go back into the CPA world, it's like, if you called me as a client and you had a question, I usually have the answer, but at the same time, I didn't always think to pause and say, you know what, let me get back to you, right? Let me research that further and get back to you. There is this notion of the world wants everything yesterday or right now. Mm-hmm. And emotional people, we've shoved ourselves into that box. We can't do it anymore. We have to ask for more time. And I mean, whether I'm in the conversation with my client or, or with my husband, or I'm on a sales call, right? And somebody is trying to sell me and they're like throwing <laughs> up all the objections, yeah. like, cause they've learned how to process and um, get me to say the yes. And I will just say, you know, I need time and I'm totally happy to follow up, especially if it's like, I'm already kind of, you know, like it feels okay. Ask for time, but if they are not willing to give it to me, it is a no, it is a hard no no sale. You bet you are not honoring my needs. So to ask for the pause, first of all, you're honoring your worth and your value Mm. because you are only here to make decisions when you have the time. So you have to give yourself that space so you can still be in the conversation, right? I could still be having that conversation with my husband until he just kept asking, well, what is it that you want? What is it? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Right. I got to a point where I couldn't really talk out much more. And it was like, I'm, I'm just going to have to sit with this. Like, I'm just going to need some more space. I love going into nature. Um, I know sometimes it's like being physical in the body because this is, this is a physical human thing that we're going through. I don't need to be in my head. And that's part of my split in my chart, meaning that there's two parts of me. I can be in my head or I can be in this emotional willpower space. And to be in that space, I need to be more physically grounded, be in nature, working out actually helps, um, having the defined head and Ajna, I prefer laying down for meditation stuff. Um, even doing like crunches or sit-ups the moment I lay down, it's like, I'm not in my head. So I'm not thinking about the feeling and what so-and-so said and all the stuff, but now I might even have the awareness to go, where is this in my body right now? And Mm. to ask that question, like, where am I feeling this? And maybe it's in my heart space, or maybe it is in my gut, or maybe I'm feeling it in my jaw because I've been like clenching or clenching my fists, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you can, you can kind of in that moment, ask for the pause, or even if you're still in it, just like have that awareness to take in some deep breaths, notice where you're, you're feeling some of this intensity, because that might be where you're holding on to certain emotions or um, they're stuck in you. And when you allow this for yourself, that's how others begin to allow it for you as well. They love that. They won't otherwise, right? You have to take a stand for allowing yourself to process in the way that is absolutely crucial for you. So that when you ask for it, now, you know, are they giving it to you or not? Because if they don't, there's already kind of a opening of truth. Like, wow, is this even the right person for me? Should we even have this conversation? Do I even need to make a decision about this anymore? Because that tells me this is why I'm upset because there was already something going on that I I didn't really pinpoint until that point. That's beautiful. I love that. Great tools. And I love the nature laying down meditation. 
get in your body. Where am I feeling that is amazing. And I'd like to add, I think that it would be really useful in relationships because I've done this myself. And it's been a huge benefit is to set this up ahead of time. Mm-hmm. To have a language in place that's safe, that your partner or whether it's, you know, your husband or your kids or your business partner, or a coworker, or your, your parent, a sibling, to have it set up ahead of time that when you need to ask for a timeout, that you get the timeout, that you respect. It's like setting a boundary, right? Yeah. And then yeah. we set that language up ahead of time. So my husband has emotional authority and I'm sacral mm-hmm. and it's very different. And I've learned to allow him the space for his emotional clarity. And it's a lot slower than mine is. But if we want to move forward in unison, he has to be in a clear, calm, cool and collected emotional space for him to make the same kind of decision that I make in a second. And I love if we can have a language ahead of time that, that you know, and even I can get overwhelmed by his emotions, right? And at that point, I hold the universal timeout symbol and say, I need a minute. And if he's rolling on an emotion that's really hard to interrupt, I need to say it more than once sometimes to kind of break through that big emotional wave that's going on. But if it's too much for me, I need to be able to say, you know, I need a timeout, safe zone, where's my safe word, right? Kind of thing that I need a moment. Yeah. And again, if people aren't willing to respect that boundary and give you that that space, then perhaps they're not really meant to be in your life in the in the first place. But are there ways yeah. you set this up with people ahead of time so that they know how to ask for what they want? The the permission piece mm-hmm. is pretty universal. And whether we're undefined throat or even as a manifesting generator, right? There's there's still this level of asking permission. Hey, do you need a minute? Right. Mm. So it's, it's one of those two that you're empathic. You're already going to know if your family, friends, clients are emotional because you're going to feel them. And that's part of your superpower is how you now know that, oh my gosh, they need some time. They need some space for this clarity to come through. And you could almost ask that kind of question because here's what I really see. You know what I'm feeling because you can feel it. Yeah. And the moment you're like, why are you so grumpy? We're going to get defensive. I'm not grumpy <laughs> because <laughs> yes. we don't, we don't know that we're grumpy Yeah, <laughs> and even more, we don't know why. So already it doesn't make sense. Like we're just like in this emotional response, there's no logic. There's, there's just chaos kind of, mm-hmm. and, and we don't know how to articulate it. So the gold is really for you to recognize like, oh, is something going on? Do you need a little time? Can, can we come back and have this conversation that you almost give me the out because I might not see that I need to create the pause for myself. And suddenly you can see this dance of such beauty and going back and forth. And it's not scary for you to feel me, but there's wisdom you can use in helping me and even ask certain questions, you know, depending on if it really is a close relationship and how, Mm -hmm. how you can take it. But you know, even if you were like, okay, can I, can I share something? And maybe I'm like, okay, <laughs> Hey, I'm sensing, okay, right? Like, cause, cause, cause part of me is going to be like defensive. No. I, no, I don't. Yeah. Arms crossed. And, and you might say, I'm, I'm sensing that it, it seems like you're upset. Right. And, you know, you might not know why, but does it, does it feel like you're upset? And maybe suddenly it loosens up because, Again, if nobody's ever helped me in this way, 
I don't know how to do the dance, right? Just Mm -hmm. like you don't know to dance with me in this space because as children, it was very clear for all of us to not have emotions, not to cry, not to Mm -hmm. feel. And the reality is we all feel. And then we're all hiding it away, telling the world we're okay. When really, you know, I'm not because you can feel it so intensely. You're practically crying yourself because I'm crying inside. Mm -hmm. This doesn't help anybody. And the more that I can just be vulnerable and open up and cry and release, it's like so much faster for me to, to know what happened and what's going on. And then I'm gone. I'm good. I'm like, it's a sunny, sunny day. Like, okay, moving on. And that's what I see with me and my kids is sometimes we kind of have these blowups or these like emotional feels, and then we all move on and we're happy. But my husband is still stuck in the loop because he Mm -hmm. felt it, but he didn't know to let it go. Right. And so it it is, this is why I say it's so important for all of us, especially emotionally defined for us to know what we're feeling, because if we stay stuck in that space too long and we're spewing everywhere, that's what we're creating in the world. Chaos for sure. And, you know, yeah, uh, you and we can feel it even i think all of us defined and undefined in all of our different areas can feel it when somebody's angry you know those intense emotions and stuff and it's kind of like of, of course most of us are going what did i do <laughs> yeah and, and unfortunately that then comes back to how we internalize it yeah. and even um, our third chakra is infected by it because now we're doubting our self-worth we're thinking we're the problem we caused it because mm-hmm. maybe that's how we felt as kids where oh mom and dad's mad it's my fault i did it And so if you're mad at me or I'm mad at you, right, the first thought tends to go to that space of attacking our own identity, Mm -hmm. taking the blame. I must have done something wrong, said something wrong. And and more and more, I can recognize it's not really what the person says, right, that but there's something else underneath it that I'm misinterpreting. And it triggered me because there's something else I have to deal with. You were the, the help right? You were actually like a blessing. Like, thank you for bringing this up. Like, this is how I then process the after effect is whatever happened. I thought I was mad at you. I really have to internalize to come back and go, wow, thank you for that experience. Thank you because this happened and you didn't help me the way that it was supposed to, or it didn't go out. I realized I'm very attached to this. I took it personally. I got upset. And that way I can take responsibility to realize Next time, next time I need to articulate more clearly. I need Mm -hmm. to be more specific about my ask and what it is I need help with and not just let the emotions take over. And and now I'm angry. Yeah, I love that. Taking responsibility for your own emotions and well-being is so key. And it's like, no, you didn't give this to me. So I'm just going to stay pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That doesn't serve anyone. No, no. No. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. What great information. And I'm, yeah, we're going to make sure to get this um, spread far and wide so that people can really understand. It's so important. I think for us to really understand what we're feeling. Is it mine? Is it not mine? And you know, what is it that my emotions are trying when I'm having the emotions, what are they trying to tell me? Where, where am I out of alignment or where am I, you know, taking on something that isn't mine where it's just so important to learn these. So do you work one-on-one with, with people to help them understand this process? 
I do. I, I weave this in with private coaching. Um, I do human design readings or consultations. So in, in, in the consulting side is sometimes mm-hmm. what I call it because it's like I weave in the chart, but I want to know these life transitions and these situational points, because once you start to really open up yourself to understand these components, you're going to have the experiences to learn it, right. To really integrate. (laughs) So I will tell you if you're like, Oh my gosh, this sounds amazing. I would love to be more emotionally balanced and wise and feel my emotions. Well, I will tell you, then you will have experiences that will test you to see. Okay. Alana, let's see how you do here at the grocery store with this situation (laughs) or with your family here. And how are you going to handle your emotions there? Right. Or, or the death process. Mm -hmm. So some of these things show up because that's how we see if we mastered the lesson. Did we actually change the pattern of how we used to react and are now reacting differently, pausing, giving ourselves a space? And and, and again, I'm experimental, so I really get all the experiments. But there's these parts that I can see over time, okay, it's getting better. I'm keep, I just have to keep tweaking. And I help my clients to see this for themselves too where then we talk about the experience and, and oftentimes, right. They're going to be upset and be like, this thing happened to me. And we have to pause and help them to see it happen for you. So that did you really want this? Well, no, I guess I didn't. And, yeah. and then we can kind of go deeper from there. I totally get that. It's where, where we put our attention, where our attention goes, the energy flows, right. And it follows and you're like, yes, I want to learn more about my emotions. Okay. I'm thinking you might want to have the option of having some support on board as you go through experiencing these and, you know, knowing that you are not broken, you're perfectly whole, capable and complete just the way that you are. And as we step into the human design experience, I don't think it's an experiment anymore. I like to call it an experience that we're here for each other. Mm. We're here for each other in that process for sure. Yes. Before we get to um, how to get in touch with you, any special offerings or packages or anything that you have, is there anything we didn't touch on so far today that you think is important to bring up? I think the, the tool of emotional freedom techniques. So EFT tapping is a big piece that is super, super supportive with emotions, undefined, defined Mm -hmm. anything in your life. It's one of the pieces that I do use also. I just know not everybody has heard of it or uses it, but you can absolutely just start tapping wherever you are as you're in that moment of a situation happening. And what that's doing is really targeting specific points, you know, on your, on your head, on your body, um, on the side of your hand that you're helping to disrupt that pattern that you've created mentally and mentally you're in the moment, you're reacting, you're super mad. You don't know why you might have just flipped your lid and you don't know how to pause, right? Cause it's new. Yeah. So maybe that next time your experience would be, okay, I'm here. Pause. And if that's all you can do is just like, I need to step away. And again, remember, sometimes this is why people storm off. And if you're undefined <laughs> yeah. emotionally and you're like, oh, how rude, maybe that was the <laughs> best thing they could do at that time. And to just allow it and know, 
wow, they just had to turn and leave because they didn't know another way. And suddenly with, with using some of these different tools, you're changing your experience each time for the better, for you to really know how to disrupt this pattern, to change the reactions. So you're more in tune and aware of them as they're happening. And then you can take some of the control back and some of your power back with it. I love that. And so you help people with an EFT or emotional freedom technique routine that will help them sort of disrupt that whole manic thing that happens when there's this big ball of emotion going and a wonderful tool. I love it. And we could do like a whole nother podcast episode on EFT. If you're deep into EFT, we'll get you back on the show. We'll do some more about that specifically. That was a really big nugget that came out and be careful when you ask and invite and recognize a projector because they will give you (laughs) so much more than you can already handle. You're like, my brain's already like, wait, what was the one thing? Oh, she gave me 20. (laughs) Okay. No, it's great. We get our, you know, we're getting our money's worth here today for sure. I love that. And, um, the EFT, if you don't know what it is uh, for right now, um, you can look that up. There are some videos on YouTube, but I have a sneaking suspicion that the way to really understand EFT is to talk to Alana directly. So where can we find you? You can find me at prosperityalignment.com and you can find that same handle with Instagram, YouTube, um, Facebook. So prosperity alignment, and it's, it's my favorite thing to just connect and especially I get to meet new people and share my heart and my brilliance. And if it feels aligned to support you and work together, then I'm always happy to, to experience that with you. Amazing. So I am going to put links to your um, social media. And I believe I even have an email address for you. We're going to put that in the show notes under today's episodes that you can get in touch. And um, I recommend if anything has resonated, please, please get in touch with Alana, get in touch with myself, get a human design chart, get started on your journey and um, get the support that you deserve because trying to do this by ourselves, why would you, if you didn't have to, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anything else come up for you? I think just that the energy piece too is something that I like to dive in to help clear. So energy work tied to this part of human design Mm. and my quantum alignment system training, it pairs human design with the EFT. I do remote energy work. I take more of this full big picture, if you will, of kind of you're all the parts you're holistic. There's so many moving things and we're, we're planting the seed for this change to impact the all. And then we're all connected. So when you change, you're already impacting me and the world around you. And we're all shifting and growing together. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for your wisdom and your insight and your incredible knowledge and everything that you've shared with us today. It's just been such a pleasure to have you as a guest today. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed every moment of it. Excellent. Me too. Be sure to check back for more episodes coming soon, my friends. You can find more information about me at laurajadair.com where you're going to find all my coaching programs and details and offerings and specials. If it's on special, it's out there. So let's get you loving your life just a little bit more today. Until next time, my friends, be ever so good to yourself.